Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard, who has a theory. It Takes You Away is episode 9 of series 11 of Doctor Who, or series 37. Is it 30? Yeah, it's 37, isn't it? Although, do we count the Palm Again movie as a whole season? Because then it'll be 38. Look, let's just go with 11. Uh, (laughs) I'm confusing myself with chronologies from a 56-year-old show. Um, Oh, by the way, I meant to talk last episode about... One of the things that is said in uh, that episode that I've been waiting for someone to say for a very long time in this show, and that is they refer to the Doctor's sonic screwdriver as a magic wand. Because it is. She points it at things and things happen. It's like uh, it's like Harry Potter. Um, but then in the same episode, she says to King James, anything that is sufficiently advanced scientifically uh, will appear like magic. So... Yes, it's a magic wand, but it's super scientific, so I can probably do all the things that it seems to be doing. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with those two things to be said side by side in an episode. I mean, not immediately after each other, but they're in the same episode. And that gives me closure about people who go, oh, it's just a magic wand. Yeah, it's just a magic wand, mate. You know, you can't do nothing about it. It's a magic wand. You know, you just can do anything. Like, the show's got no dramatic thrust. 
I said thrust. Um, anyway, we are up to <laughs> theory nine. Uh, it takes you away. It takes you away. By the way, sorry if I'm very croaky today. It is the smokiest place in the world out there. And uh, <clears throat> mother's been coughing up a lung. I've been trying not to go outside at all. But then to keep the doors shut after turning on the air conditioner, which burns the world a little bit more, which, it, you know, it's a never-ending cycle of, of horror here in... Uh, 2019. I know, it's gotten depressing, hasn't it? I've been watching years and years the Russell T. Davis show, which is currently on SBS On Demand. Uh, and it is depressing! It's amazing, though. Like, it's... If you haven't seen it, to describe it, it's... it's if you can imagine someone had taken Black Mirror and instead of it being individual episodes... um. All of those ideas are an ongoing narrative with a family drama. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 basically a, a bit, British science fiction is often dystopic. Uh, that that is something you'll find with a lot of Doctor Who. That like even with the, the Kablam episode, uh, the the future is a dystopian place and it is terrible and scary. Whereas American science fiction is often often utopian. Um, because they broke away from the Brits and, you know, they try to do everything differently. Uh, but I'm boiling that down to a, bit, a tiny little nothing. Um, this is also why uh, British television is so much different than American television. I mean, now all television is amazing and cinematic. But if you go back to old Doctor Who episodes from the 70s, they're very... They're, they're like little plays. They're all done on, on video camera, multi-camera, and they're rehearsed ahead of time and then performed all in one go, as if in front of an audience. And that's because British television started by pointing cameras at the theatre, whereas American television started by playing movies on television and then going, well, that's what TV should be like, so let's make all TV like movies. Um, anyway... That's boiling that all down to nothing as well. Oh, look, this, I haven't even talked about the episode yet, and this is a really good one. Uh, it takes you away. It starts off kind of like a pastiche of Scandinois. Uh, they're in Norway. There are fjords. Uh, there is a little blind girl. Well, not that little. She's a teenager. Hannah. By the way, they have hired an actual blind actor to play the character. She has gone above and beyond by trying to learn the dialect, the, the, the Norwegian accent. Um, I mean, obviously, she would have been talking Norwegian and the TARDIS translates, so you don't really need to have a Norwegian accent. But anyway, she does. Um, and then there's uh, the Solitract, which is a sentient universe. Uh, manifest itself as a frog at one point. There's an entire image flipped dimension where everyone looks kind of off because, well, they've flipped the image. So uh, Jodie Whittaker has like a slight sneer on one side when she's talking and it's on the wrong side. So it, it looks very, very strange. Um, also, there's a character called Ribbons of the Seven Stomachs who smells like someone else's weed. Like it is a weird <laughs> episode. And some of the stuff I think is... Uh, you know, I I don't know that it was in the episode entirely. I think there there've been a bit, little bit of improvisation. Um, also, the Woolly Rebellion. The, <laughs> the Doctor kind of talks about the sheep rising up and taking over in a couple of centuries. You know, and then like so that happens right at the start of the episode. And then when you get back to the end, it's like the sheep are off plotting. Um, and it's very it's a very very strange episode. Uh, also. <laughs> 
<laughs> the doctor eats soil and discovers that there's a gift shop and an alpaca farm with a very low TripAdvisor rating just by eating the dirt. I mean, there's all sorts of craziness in this episode. Uh, I love it. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's nuts. Um, bat poop crazy. Uh, but it, 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 there is one thing I have a problem with. And I got into a fight with some people in a meeting that I had when I wanted to talk about this because everyone loved this episode, as do I, but I had an issue with the treatment of disability in this episode. And I'm like, yeah, great. They've hired a blind actor to play a, play a blind character. But then they've gone and done, you know, horrendous tropes like the the blind person is the only person who can, you know, in inverted commas, see through the fact that the solar tractor is pretending to be her mum. And it's like, well... You know, being blind isn't a magical power. It's not It's not like in Daredevil, like he's blind and then he gets hit by the radio, radioactive isotope. So he's got like extra powers. I mean, that is, that would be amazing if that were true. And yes, your hearing does heighten because you're more aware of things. And I only know this because, oh, one of the things when we were doing radio, they blindfolded us so that we would listen to each other more because we were talking over each other. I know it's a weird thing. Um... Uh, but also I did a lot of radio down the line from other cities. So I would have to be really conscious of what, uh, because I couldn't use nonverbal clues, which we often use in radio to say, oh, I'm going to talk now or this is going to be happening or we're playing a song kind of thing. Like a lot of stuff happens in radio that you obviously can't see because you're in the car. Anyway, blind people aren't magical. Um, they're lovely people, but... They don't have magic hearing powers. But the other thing was, so they've hired a blind actor, they've written a blind character, which is great. But then that, all everyone in the story goes out of their way to manipulate her, like the writing on the wall. And she knows that they're trying to get around the fact that she can't see. And, you know, her dad plays tricks on her with the speakers in the bush. And and we barely got to see her just kind of wander through the dark dimension in between the solar tract and the regular universe. When that is where being blind would have been a bonus. Because it's like, well, if anyone can get through somewhere where you can't see and without needing a, a light source... That's her. Like, there's even one point where Ryan says, oh, there's a light over here. It's like, she don't care. <laughs> anyway, there's, that's, that, that were my couple of issues with it. But otherwise, it's a, it's, a, it's a nearly flawless episode. And, oh, the return of Grace. What a heartbreaking moment. Oh, there, Graham and Grace and just a tour de force in, in performance. Like, it is just glorious and and that moment where Graham realizes he has to let her go even though that's the last thing he wants to do just amazing I, I just love him so much and and then you know we finally get we've had this sort of like you know teasing out the little bits of the relationship between Ryan and Graham and when Ryan finally goes granddad <laughs> it's like, and it's just such a weird little elbow in the back thing and I just it's so cute and you, I, I really did believe when I first watched this that, that there was going to be a horrendous death in the next episode. And, and I think that's because I've been conditioned to believe that from the past, you know, 10 seasons. I'd, I'd, I've just enjoyed watching this again this time because I haven't had this 
fear that something terrible is going on, this constant nagging feeling that there's a an ongoing storyline that we haven't really been made privy to. Anyway, uh, the next episode is the season finale for uh, season 11, but then there's the special New Year's Day episode, and that is the one I'm going to watch on New Year's Day for you guys. Uh, that's Resolution. So that will be the last episode of this big, massive drop of episodes. And then we will head into daily episodes of Adam Richard Has a Theory. I know, isn't it exciting? The new first new episode of Doctor Who for 2020 will air on the 2nd of January. I will be with you, hopefully by lunchtime, depending how long it takes me to upload things. Look, I'm a little slow on the internet. I'm an old man. Uh, so, yes, next one. Uh, the Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. It's confusing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 